Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the following. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months.
So today's topic is the five spiritual laws of success. Um, and before I move on to it, I put a post on yesterday and I've had a lot of people send me, you know, a message saying, you know, I really like that post. You know, it meant a lot to me. And I'll just go over what that post was. I actually just talked about the fact that being famous on Instagram is like being rich in Monopoly. It is all just so fucking fake and it means really nothing. Um, and the other thing, um, what I'd like to tell you about you know, the world of Insta and the world of social media for that matter is that it's all artificial because if you think about it, you're not putting yourself when you're in the toilet. You're not putting yourself on social media when you're having chemotherapy. You're not putting yourself on Insta without getting the best version of you. I mean, you're generally not going on there taking a photo as you wake up in the morning. So, in fact, what we clearly know is that it is a, a fake world. And the problem, of course, with that fake world, that's the beach behind me, by the way. The problem, of course, with that fake world is that it's very easy for the naive person, the person that has not got the ability to look at things by digging deeper and only looks at things at a super, superficial level to actually make a comparison on their life to the life that they're seeing on social media. So what I'd like to do is to put you at right at, at, at ease with this. And okay, so Susan says she'd like to get a better view of the beach. So why don't we do that? Why don't we go off and have a look at better view of the beach? Um, so all I'm getting at is, if you're the sort of person that is what I call the aspirational social media stalker, looking at other people that look, you know, absolutely fantastic on their social media profile, may I say to you that they're probably using a lot of apps to get themselves looking that good, number one. The second thing is that what they're probably doing is using massive amounts of filters and spending an hour before they send a post. Now, do you seriously think in 10 years time, we are gonna give a fuck about even this video that's on today? Are we gonna give a fuck about it? Are we gonna give a fuck about someone that spent an hour writing a blog in 20 years? Will it really fucking matter? There's the beach guys and girls, Byron Bay Beach why I come here. So the point I'd like you to understand is this. Stop worrying about that game. As I said before, being famous on Insta is being like rich in Monopoly. And can I say to you, every time you look at a photo on social media, just remember, the best selfies look nothing like you. So gang, that's my view on social media. Now, I wanna to talk to you about the five spiritual laws of success. And what I wanna to say to you is that to me, this is not a religious sermon. Please understand that. I want you to understand that what this is, is about that there are certain rules, laws, operating systems, 
Um, call it what you like. But what I can tell you about these things is that they're fundamental core principles. And if you listen to what I'm about to say over the next 20 minutes, and you replay this video, and you watch it, uh, because some of it might actually not sink in the first time. But what I'd like to say to you is that I believe there's a spiritual solution for every problem on the planet. I'll repeat it. There's a spiritual solution for every problem on the planet. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through now what I think are the five spiritual laws of success. So let's move on and talk about the first one. And as you can see, we've got people behind us. How you going, boys? The first one is the law of self-power. Now, the law of self-power talks that real power, real power comes from the inside. Real power is not power that is what I call objection, sorry, objective power, where there is an object that gives you that power. Now today, to help me do this talk, I did a lot of reading of Deepak Chopra's book, The Spiritual Laws of Success. And he actually calls it the law of potentiality. But for me, I would like to rather call it the law of self-power. Because when you don't have self-power, you have what I call object power. And object power is the person that gets their power from things like a car, things like their job title, things like their money in their bank account, things like um, their boat, things like the restaurants that they're going to and they're posting on social media, showing people what a fucking adventurous life they've got. What I'd like to say to you is those things are fake and they are false. And when you lose object power, you're fucking nothing. You lose, like there's a lot of people whose only power is their job title. And for many reasons, they'll actually stay in that job because they're able to say, I'm the CEO. That's who I am. They define themselves as a job title. But the minute that job title goes, they're gone and they're fucked. But when you have self-power, what actually happens is you are not dependent on a car, on a boat, on a job title, or a third thing. Hi, guys. So what I'm getting at is that understand this concept of inner power. And when you have inner power, you are attractive to other people because people can feel that energy. People feel a bond with you. When you have what I call object power, people actually can smell and see the false self. The false self says this, I have a social mask. And the reason I have a social mask is I'm really scared that you're gonna be able to see through the mask and find out who I really am. And who I really am is someone that I don't like. And what I want to do is actually hide that from you. And the way I'm going to hide it is with the false mask, a social mask. So guys and girls, understand 
The first spiritual law is the law of self-power. Now, let me give you a couple of tips that can help you with manifesting and growing self-power. The first tip I can give you is learn to spend time in silence. Now, when I say silence, that actually means not being quiet reading a book, because when you're reading a book, you're in fact having a conversation with the author of that book. Um, when I'm saying being silent, I'm being, being able that you're uh, trying to disconnect and have what I call spiritual maintenance. And I get that every morning when I wake up here and I go to the lighthouse on my own. That is spiritual maintenance for me. And I close shop for those two hours. So, gang, what I can say to you is how do you grow that and manifest it? Silence, meditation. If you're someone that struggles with meditation, I encourage you to look at Muse, M-U-S-E, which is a biofeedback tool that helps you understand when your mind's moving too fast. It gives you feedback on the um, spot. It's just one of the new breed of wearable devices, and I call it the Fitbit of meditation. So, gang, the second thing that you can do that can help you with spiritual maintenance, I'm just waiting, a car's coming through here. Let this guy come in here. The second thing I can tell you about spiritual maintenance, sorry, matey, is... Um, Nature, being close to nature, being close to nature. What I find is whether it's a forest, whether it's the ocean, the seashore, what actually happens is the connection to the infinite universe gives you a feeling that there is total abundance and that this whole thing is just like, think about it, look at this, just incredible, just amazing. How is it that this thing is created? And it gives you a sense of abundance abundance and as Nick Papa says it teaches you to be grounded so um, may I say to you that silence being close to nature and the third thing that I think will help you a lot is to move away from judgment when you're judging and evaluating people it moves you away from a sense of spirituality because what you're doing is essentially making up judgments and assumptions on other people. Let me move on to the second rule. The second spiritual law of success is the law of karma. The law of karma says that there is a response for every action. For every action, there is a reaction. That is the second spiritual law of success. Now, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about the Bible, what you sow, you seed, or whether we're talking about prospecting. And that is that when you prospect, a result comes from that down the track. Or when you exercise, you get fitter. All we're saying is the law of karma says that there is a reaction to every action there is. And as I've said to you before, Always be nice to people because there's a thing called karma and it's pronounced as ha ha ha, fuck you. And I can tell you there are many people that have had a great start in life. 
They've had everything going for them. And they believe that it's all because of them. They believe that they were given the brain and the mouth and they are responsible for it. And they never were grateful for it. And then what actually happens is one day, in one minute, it all comes shattering down. It's a car accident or their child suicides or they come out of a doctor's appointment and they're told that they've got a terminal illness um, or something major happens and then people change. People only generally change when there's, hey, how are you going? People only generally change when there's some massive thing and I've said it, for you to have a breakthrough generally, it's a breakdown. So guys and girls, that is to me the second law, the law of karma. And may I say to you, when you've got the law of karma, you find to yourself that what you actually do, hey girls, and guys, how are you? I look at the girls more than the guys. Oh, wow, she's just lifted up her skirt. She's got, you got nice legs too. Okay, there they are. Can you see them? They're walking away. She just lifted up her legs. They do that in Byron Bay. Um, it's called the law of attraction. Um, but the law of karma, the law of karma, the law of karma, guys and girls, says that when you give, you get back. And may I say to you, for those of you that are in the world of business, think about it. What do I preach? Give service. Be a value-added provider. Do more. Give more. Show more. And you will get back. That is what I mean, the law of karma. I want to move on and talk to you about number three. Spiritual law number three is the law of intention. And the law of intention, the law of intention says this. The law of intention says that you'll get who you are. So if your intention, if your intention is about being good, if your intention is about love, if your intention is about caring about another person, that is what will be the main focus and energy that you have, and that is what another person's gonna feel. Now, when I watched the movie called The Secret, I had a really big problem with the movie The Secret, because the movie The Secret sort of said, um, if you think about something, if you just think about it and put that thought into your head, you will get that. I don't believe that. That's basically saying you can be a fucking prick or you can be a, a, an asshole, but what you do is you put a thought into your head and that you'll get that thing. I don't believe that. I think you don't put that thought into your head, you must be that thing. It must be your core essence. And what I mean by the law of intention, the law of intention for me is that what I want you to do is to solely think, believe, and act as if you already have that thing. Act and behave as if you already have that thing. And what will actually happen is that people will treat you as a person that is already at that level. And that is where the magic happens. Guys and girls, can I just say to you, the minute, the minute you realize you've got everything you need available for you to succeed, is the minute success will begin to show up in your life. I want to move on to number four. 
And number four is the law of detachment. The law of detachment says that what you should do is to let go of chasing after the thing that you really want. Now this is a little bit paradoxical because what it basically says is that like normal success says be attached to it, be attached, don't let go. The problem of course with that is that when you become too attached to something, you become desperate. And when you become desperate, what actually happens is that people can smell that and you act in a desperate way. The law of detachment basically says, hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to act and behave as. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to let go and just do my thing. And that is live with the right intention, do the right thing, understand the law of karma, work hard, and that things are going to work out. And to let go keeping score every fucking day. Let go of keeping score every fucking day and saying, did I get it? I'm going to tell you that success happens in micro increments. Don't keep score every day. You're playing the long game and you've got time on your side, so don't stress. By the way, if you're a 50-year-old person, you've got time on your side. If you're a 60-year-old person, you've got time on your side. Everyone's got time on the side. And the reason why is that if you've got a heart rate and you're pumping, you are still in there with a chance. I want to move on to number five. And this is my favorite law, the law of Dharma. And the law of Dharma, um, and now I think that's a Buddhist word, but let me just change that word because I'm not a Buddhist, though I like, do like some you know, aspects of Buddhism, is I call it the law of, let's call it the law of your calling. How are you, matey? Good, good, good. Skateboarder over here. Um, the law of, the, 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 the law of, the law of Dharma says that we all come into this planet with a calling that we've got what we call signature strengths. Guys and girls, behind me, there's about three, four hundred people, and actually me and Maddie, my oldest daughter, will be back here. I'm going to buy some stone and wood, and we're going to sit down, and we're going to listen to this street muso. There he is there. Can you see him? Come around here. There he is there behind me, in the green. All these people sitting watching. This is by the beach. I'm going to start heading back to my hotel room. And I'm going to just finish off on this. By the way, if you've enjoyed this rant, may I ask you to press that share button. Tag a friend. Maybe they, the 20 minutes of this rant might be useful for them. Um, so the law of Dharma, or as I've called it in my way, the law of your calling, says that we've got a unique psychological fingerprint. We've got what we call um, a calling. We've got what we call signature strengths. These are things that we're naturally good at. People generally will comment and say, you know, you're really good at doing that. The other thing that you'll notice, when you're living your dharma, things don't feel too stressed. You actually like doing the work. You know, 
even I've got to tell you, I'm on vacation, but I'm working. I mean, I'm leaving here on Wednesday for a, a day, for 24 hours, to go do a speaking gig in Sydney. I've got a speaking gig the week after in, Bris- in on, on the Gold Coast. Um, this concept about work-life balance, I think that's fucking bullshit. I think it's work-life integration, right? You can integrate the two together. Work-life balance says to me, oh, I hate my work so much that I must give myself some breathing space to recover. I don't believe that concept. I believe that if you're living your dharma, if you're working your signature strengths, if you're living your calling, what, you're, what I think is actually happening is that it feels effortless. And when you are living your God-given signature strengths, you are actually leaving people better off than before you going in. Hey guys, how you going? You want to come and say hi? Come on here. It's my live stream audience. It's a Facebook audience that I Sunday night ran. Where are you guys from? Um, I'm from Maui. Maui? Yeah. Where's, where's that? Malambimbi? Oh no, Maui's here. Like, do you live? Do you live around here? No, Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. And where? Where are you guys all together? You're all together. He holidaying. Yeah. How many days you been here? Um, Six. Six. On the home stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Going home soon. Yeah. Great weather, isn't it? Yeah. Alrighty, give us a wave. Give them a wave. Alrighty, thanks, guys. Enjoy. Thank you. Um. So, gang, uh, getting back to what I was saying is when you love what you do, you make passion your paycheck. So, if you feel excited about something, if you feel excited about something on the inside, can I just suggest that you don't ignore it? Because that is an inkling, that is a tip that you're connected to your purpose understand that you're connected to your purpose as I finish off this rant from Byron Bay may I say to you please don't die with the music on the inside share it and may I say to you that the minute the minute you find that you're living the stuff that you're good at, the stuff that you like, and that you're leaving people better off, you're on the right path. Guys and girls, don't die with your music in you. I want to thank you so much for the number one thing that you can give me, and that is your attention. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next-